Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello, and welcome. Tonight, we're going to talk about the creative trinity. But before we do, let's talk about our creative weeks. What'd you do, Joy? So this past week, I had the opportunity to do an editing evaluation for a potential client, uh, which is always a lot of fun. You get to kind of read a little snippet of someone's work and, and what they were writing, and I enjoy that in itself. Um, but this time I had the opportunity to share some wisdom that I've recently learned. Uh, so she was doing one of the same things that I was doing in my writing. And it was an opportunity for me to kind of pass on some of my knowledge. But also the creative part came in with now I actually have an opportunity to try to express and explain what I've learned And so that's kind of where the creative part came in. Like, okay, how am I going to, you know, how should I explain this? How should I, you know, kind of try to to help this other author with the same thing that that I went through? So that was kind of fun. And that would be like, you know, one indie author to another. Like, that's not me as an editor, but just, you know, something that I guess I haven't had the opportunity until this point to see another author struggle with the same thing that I was. I hope her response is good to uh, you know, sharing this information one to another. And that's kind of what we're doing here on the QWERTY Writing Life podcast. We just wanted to share the experiences and the knowledge that we have come across with a, a lot of other creatives. So it's just, it makes you feel good whenever you can help somebody else out. It sure does. Yeah. So tell us about your creative week. I'm so excited to hear about it. Yes. So I went to a poetry reading at our local independent bookstore, The Author Shop in downtown Hattiesburg. And it was so much fun, actually. I was running a little bit late because I had to get the food for the boys. <laughs> so, but I got there. That's the point. That's the big point here, especially mm-hmm. for somebody who's responsible for other people. <laughs> The, the fact that you get places is a big deal. So, alone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Alone, that's a big deal. <laughs> and don't talk to us about matching socks or anything foolish like that. Just, we're there, okay? <laughs> I'm even, like, feeling really cute, too, about this. I have a really cute outfit on, I think, you know. <laughs> and so I get there, and there are a lot of people there. There was good social distancing, and people were wearing masks and stuff, too. But there was a a significant number of people there. I was so excited about that, too, because I love hearing poetry as much as I love reading poetry. Uh, There was great coffee. There was great conversation. The whole structure of the poetry reading was good. I met a new author while I was there, and uh, she is so she's just as weird as I am. So I I think that it's going to work out well, like a new friendship. 
So her name is Camille Myrick, and she actually gave me one of the books that she was reading out of for her poetry book. So, like, here, here it is. If you're on YouTube, you're seeing Paper Daisies by Camille Myrick. It's a poetry book. And so she gave me hers. And so I paid it forward by buying Joy a copy. <laughs> and I am so excited. I cannot wait to read this. It is adorable. It oh is my adorable. gosh. Precious. Mm-hmm. The whole theme of the book sounds just so cool. And it's basically this girl who grew up in suburbia moves to the wild country and writes poetry about it. And I cannot wait to finish reading all of the poetry that's in here. We're going to put her website in the show notes and if you guys want to check out Camille Myrick you can catch her on Instagram at Camille Myrick yeah that's it at Camille Myrick (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that was it was so brilliant I read three of my poems from my upcoming poetry book and um I just geeked out all over the place short story before we get in short story so I'm wearing like my lucky shirt, right? It's my Top Gun Talk to oh, Goose shirt. By the way, totally love that shirt. I really want one. Anyway, no, I am. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling really cool because they also have aviators on the, the Talk to Me Goose shirt, and I'm just feeling like top of the world until I get up and read my poetry. I spill coffee all over me. No. So I got up there and I was like. So I just got a coffee stain on my favorite shirt. So this could go 50-50. chance of this being good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Joy and I recently decided to add exercise into our busy routines. And so um, I had to do it for my health. Joy is porcelain yet unbreakable and did it to support me. So I appreciate that, Joy. <laughs> But uh, honestly, I I hated it at first. Like it was, it was not my jam, but I knew that I needed to incorporate this into my life if I wanted to live longer than the next eight years or so. So (laughs) um, everything I started out with as far as exercise went, it was modified because I basically haven't moved since 2005. But eventually I started looking forward to the time that I set aside for it. And this wasn't the only surprise that came along with taking care of my, of my body. Uh, Joy and I both actually noticed how beneficial it is to our creative lives. So we wanted to share that with you tonight. Yeah. And so as we started talking about that, um, we kind of took it a little further. And we found that having our minds, bodies, and spirits right is imperative for being the best creatives we can be. And that's kind of how our conversation um, flowed from talking about the benefits that we'd seen physically with the exercise. Um, so we decided to call our mental well-being, physical well-being, and spiritual well-being the creative trinity. Because we like to name things. We do. <laughs> oh, side note, I finally named my car. Its name is Duncan. <gasps> Because he's a Highlander and is hopefully immortal. <laughs> That's awesome. If you get this joke, we are automatically friends. <laughs> and this is why we're friends. So, Joy, tell us a little bit about mental well-being. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mental well-being. Now, this, and we're going to say this with each one of these guys, but um, this can look different by person, right? But overall, um, we're thinking being in tune with your emotions, your thoughts, 
the stressors in your life and concerns regarding your various aspects of your life. And there are a few things that, I mean, once again, it depends by person, varies by person, but there are certain things that do help um, with your mental well-being. And just a few things that came to my mind were proper rest, um, proper surroundings, um, you know, for example, a hostile work environment or a bad d domestic situation, those things are going to wreck your mental well-being. Um, I think we've all probably been in situations like that. Or it could just simply be one relationship that just drains you, right? Um, and then another thing that I think helps is just honesty with yourself about who you are, about what you need, and also about where you want to go or, or where you want to be, you know? Um, I think those are all things that really help with a proper mental well-being and mindset. Uh, so exercise actually helped me with my mental well-being. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I have a calmer mind whenever I exercise. Mm -hmm. I think that the stress in my body and the anxiety that hides away in my joints and everything, I'm, I'm able to work that out. So I can focus more on my mental well-being instead of mm -hmm. what's going on with my aches and pains. So that was one thing that was a surprise for me whenever I started exercising because you expect to be sore, you know, you expect, and, and that's like one of the worst things ever guys is like, for me, like it was to be sore and I would be sore for weeks, um, weeks at a time. And it would, so every time I tried to exercise before it wasn't paired with the right things. So I would be sore for weeks and weeks and weeks, like barely be able to move and, uh, and I, eventually I would give up. But, um, if you pair that though, with the right amount of water in a day and nutrition, then the soreness goes away a lot faster and it's not quite as bad. And you can actually do something for a really long time and uh, not hate it to the core of your being. <laughs> so a personal example of a, like a mental well-being and how I was able to focus on that since I have been exercising is that I have been more able to let my emotions live. And what I mean by that is that I am a recovering emotion repressor. So I used to bury, 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 deny, deny, deny. <laughs> and I thought that if I didn't let them affect me, I was strong and I was winning at life. And I was completely wrong. So when I had postpartum depression after my first child, I had it with my second child too, but especially after my first child, the, repre the repressed emotions came back and they were all zombie-like. They were barely recognizable from their previous life and they were hungry. Okay. So how do I let my emotions live now versus repressing them in the past? Well, I have an example from yesterday. <laughs> so I had heard some news that had hurt my heart. And to quote Pumbaa from The Lion King, I am a sensitive soul, though I seem thick-skinned. <laughs> so We love Pumbaa. <laughs> we love Pumbaa. So um, instead of repressing all of that, I cried a lot. Like, mm -hmm. not like the sweet, pretty princess cry either, if we're going to keep going with the Disney theme. Um, I'm talking like the nasty, snot-ridden, can't-control-your-voice, crumbling kind of cry. So thankfully, husband picked up the kids and gave me time to process before I grabbed like some Little Caesars pizza and came home <laughs> and then tried to function there. 
but do you know what happened after I cried a lot? You got to guess. <laughs> I'm going to guess you felt a little better. I did. I felt better. I evaluated my plans. I realized that they actually didn't change. I only had to reevaluate one particular thing. And I was able to keep moving forward with this new knowledge, you know? So like Repressor May would have buried all of the feelings, denied that I was in pain, and unknowingly died inside every day afterwards uh, until I was like a noxious gas of decay and it exploded the surface and contaminated everyone that I love. Mm. Now, I know that that's vivid, but... It paints quite a picture. <laughs> I am a writer. <laughs> But, but I know that that's vivid, but it's like the most truthful metaphor that I can think of. And we are all about the truth here. So I share it with you. <laughs> well, do we you appreciate have an that. <laughs> like, do you have an example? Oh, See, you're so good. You go so deep and you, you give such good truths. And I'm over here like, oh, you know, surface, whatever. <laughs> you are not surface. You, no one has ever looked at you and talked to you and thought surface. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Let's move on from that. <laughs> Fine. Okay. So for me, when it comes to my mental everything, like the mental state, um, my thoughts, my emotions, all of those things, what works best for me is journaling. Okay. It's, that's really not a surprise. I mean, I'm a writer. Like I don't, I'm not one of these people who can sit and talk it out. Um, like, and that's a funny thing because my husband is that kind of person. Like he kind of needs to talk it out, you know, mm. and whatever it is that he's going through, I need to write it out. <laughs> but my problem is a lot of times I don't take the time to sit down and write it out. Mm. Um, but when I do journaling really, really helps me, uh, to, to kind of figure out why I'm feeling the way I am to kind of process whatever is going on, you know, whether it be something that has happened to me or whether it's just something that I am trying to figure out internally, um, you know, whatever the case may be. So that is really what helps me. Um, I've also learned over the past few years to listen to my brain when I'm mentally fatigued and to give myself whatever rest necessary to bring myself back up to running on all cylinders. Um, and I loved how you started this one by talking about how the exercise helped your mental well-being. Because, you know, when you think about these three things, they're so interconnected. Um, they just are. And one is going to... That was to... a big surprise. Was that surprising to you? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think that's something that I consciously acknowledged, you know? But when you really start looking at all of the things, they all go together. So if you're not treating your body well, then your mind is also going to suffer. If you're not feeding your soul, then your mind is going to wander and have issues. Um, you know, it's all connected. So mm -hmm. hence the creative trinity. Yeah. So. Well, I know that you kind of, you looked at journaling a little bit less than, but I am reading a book by Brene Brown called Dare to Lead. Mm. And I just got through with a section where she suggested journaling as part of emotional uh, analysis, yeah. even in the workplace. 
So she said what journaling does for her and, uh, and it's like scientifically proven, like it takes this kind of, um, fast paced emotional situation and it slows it down to mm. the speed of your handwriting. Oh yeah. And you're able to actually piece apart all of the different things and maybe the assumptions and the contradictions and the lies that you tell yourself and the truths that are actually there. You're able to, to separate all of that and look at it Mm -hmm. on the page and whether you have to throw it away or whether (laughs) like there's truth there somewhere. So don't, yeah, don't knock journaling girl. Brene Brown likes it. (laughs) There you go. And another good thing about it is you have that journal. I mean, you know, unless you, unless you throw it away, like we just mentioned, I mean, every now and then maybe you need to toss out a page or two, but if you keep it, if it's something that you keep, then that's something that you can look back on and you can see either how you've grown or it's a reminder of how you cope with certain things or how certain things affect you. So, yeah the more that you find yourself in the same situation and if you learn these coping mechanisms and, and you practice them, you're, you're able to recognize it faster and you're able to deal with it faster in a healthy way. And that's so, so important to a, a good relationship and a good life, I think. Yes, it definitely is. So that leads us to physical well-being. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, once again, different by person, but overall, what we're kind of thinking about is you should be taking the necessary time to care for your body. Um, we're talking exercise, we're talking nutrition, um, you know, all of these things. And the benefits that we've found, I mean, there are so many, honestly, but just a few that pop to mind are more energy, um, boosted self-esteem, actually, and increased creativity and productivity. Mm, yeah, completely. And it's such a contradiction, right? Logically, moving your body more and faster and getting your heart rate up, like it doesn't logically make sense unless you're a biology person and understand your body. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Like, it doesn't make sense to me that moving more would actually give me more energy. It seems like it would tire you out faster, but that is absolutely not the case. So what I've been doing, this has been since July, since July, I've been, I've been exercising frequently and consistently. So, um, so the first thing that I did was a six week challenge and I found that challenges were the most motivating for me because I've tried gyms, I've tried diets, I've tried all of these quiet things where it's just me and I don't have to put myself in front of someone else and, and be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I found out that that is not, um, how I will ever be able to be healthy. And so I did this, I signed up for this six week challenge with, um, with a nutrition coach and her name is Audra Cummings. We'll put her information down below too. You can catch her on Facebook if you're interested in any of this, but I did a six week challenge where I worked out for three days a week for about an hour. I drank a gallon of water every day, like every day. And I followed a meal plan that was mostly from the produce and the meat section. There were a few cans in there, but not, not many. Um, the challenge had a private Facebook page where we all like lamented about how bad leg day was. And <laughs> we would post like swelfies. Have you heard of these things? It is the new thing that the kids do. <laughs> 
they're sweaty selfies and they put the words together and you know how I like to combine words. So I use it a lot. Swelfy. I'm going to have to use that now. Um, Hashtag swelfy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, on top of all of that stuff, I had a kickback coach who, you know, sent me messages, who talked to me particularly about my own struggles. Um, she, and she helped me look at my body differently. So one of the metaphors that she used in here that really spoke to me because I am a rescue animal lover. Like that's one of my special things in my heart. (laughs) Both of my dogs came from a rescue shelter. And even when I was little, like if I had to pick out an animal, I literally picked out a three footed dog one time. And my mom was like, you can pick any of these dogs. (laughs) And I was like, but this one doesn't have a foot. She needs me. (laughs) (laughs) We're so alike you and I. (laughs) One of the first things that Audra did was come onto a live video in the Facebook group and was like, let me tell you a little bit about your body right now. Your body has been abused. When it's thirsty, you've not given it drink. When it's, um, when it's hungry, you fed it trash instead of feeding it nutritious things. Like your, your body is basically an abused animal right now. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> So she told me this, and now, like, every time I get thirsty, I'm like, you need some water, baby. <laughs> and, you know, so she started talking about that, and then she was like, you know, when you first start feeding your body the healthy things, it's not going to trust you at first because you've not been kind to it. And I kept thinking about these animals who, like, back away from men or who won't come inside because somebody's kicked them or something you know and she's like you know it's going to it's actually going to hold in the nutritious food for longer because it's it doesn't think it's going to get it anymore like it Mm -hmm. thinks that this is the only good thing it's going to get and once you start once you start constantly feeding it nutritious food and giving it plenty of water to drink then it's going to start trusting you and it's going to function the way that God intended And I was just like blown away. Like I'd never heard that before. And it just spoke to me. I just wanted to share that with you guys because that really did change my mindset on how I treat my body. But I did like having the accountability of the coach and the girls in the group. You see people who are unhappy at the beginning and you are that person. You know, you're unhappy at the beginning and then you slowly grow into a love for your body. And you see other people who are slowly growing into a love for their body. And not necessarily because it's all of a sudden beach worthy or something like that. But it's because we've worked hard for these small changes that we're seeing, you know. And some of those changes are not just on the outside. A lot of those changes are mostly actually on the inside. So we're more confident with ourselves. We know that we're persistent. We are able to stick to something and we can be proud of ourselves for being consistent on something that we've never been consistent with before. All of that morphs into confidence and a belief in yourself. And that is how physical exercise can change the inside as well as the outside and it all links to your heart it all links to your mind yeah. and of course your body too because your body will last longer so so true um oh so also uh, and you know I talked about how like the body holds stress and everything and that definitely um the way that I work out that stress is 
through exercise, which leads to a calmer mind, to create better, to problem solve better, and I can analyze problems faster in my personal life, my professional life, and my creative life. And I just have like more mental space for my family and for my creativity as well. Mm. So it's kind of a big deal, guys. Like it's a big deal. I'm a convert. I'll be honest with you. Like it's, <laughs> it's a part of my life forever. Yeah. Well, I know for me, like, it's night and day. When I drink water throughout the day and eat balanced meals and snacks and make exercise part of my routine, that those days versus days where I don't do those things, completely night and day. I don't have as much energy. I'm, I'm lethargic. I'm, I can't focus. I, um, you know, I have stomach issues, like, um, which then causes my productivity to go down, right? Because if you're not eating the right things, then your whole body just kind of shuts down on you. Um, so yeah, definitely night and day. And my energy levels are so much higher. And like we said before, I mean, that results in increased productivity, a better mindset, you know, better able to handle emotional things as they come even, um, and more positive interactions, you know, as a result, I know, you know, like you mentioned already with your family, um, with your friends, with, you know, whoever you happen to come in contact with, it just, it really spills over into every aspect of life for sure. Yeah. I've not been diagnosed with attention deficit disorder, but I definitely see tendencies there. Mm. And the exercise has helped me also be more focused. So yes. when I'm speaking to someone, whenever I'm doing something uh, that's important and I need to focus on, like, I just see a different level of intention there. So that's, that's been into something different too. I didn't, I didn't write that in the notes, but I really, I really think that it's a diff making a difference and there's science behind that too, mm -hmm. which I found out later. <laughs> so. But, and again, it's another one of those things that, you know, just thinking about it, like if you're not, like we said, if you're not a biologist who knows these kind of things and you're just looking at this, you would never think, oh, if I exercise, I'll be able to focus better. Like that's just, those things don't go together no, automatically no. in our minds, but they do. So, and that leads us to our third, and that is spiritual well-being. Okay. And so once again, different by person for what it can look like, but what we're going to focus on is because, as you guys who have followed us for a while know, May and I are both Christians, and so we're just going to kind of focus on that part because that's what we both know when it comes to the spiritual side. And so um, our focus is on growth in our personal relationships with God and because we take our faith seriously. God made us to be mentally, physically, and spiritually fit, and His Word calls us to seek His wisdom for all three of these areas. So a few benefits that come to mind when we're talking about spiritual well-being is the first thing that comes to mind is all the proper mindset and good nutrition and fabulous exercise programs in the world are not going to benefit us as much as possible if we don't care for our hearts. Once we add that spiritual well-being component, we become fully rounded as human beings made in the image of God. And being fit spiritually puts us as believers in tune with God's will. So we have a constant guide and counselor in him. He's like the ultimate editor who we can have nonstop 24-7, 365 to consult us as we go through our manuscript of life. We strive to be holy as he is holy. And as a result, we are more compassionate and caring and empathetic toward our fellow human beings.
So those are just some of the benefits that came to mind when I was thinking about this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, how the physical exercise has kind of played a part in my spiritual life is I started exercising at five o'clock in the morning, which is early folks, like super early. When I got through exercising, I would sit on the top stair because my legs normally don't want to work after I exercise. <laughs> so I sit at the top stair and I pull out my, uh, my Bible app and I read my Bible and I pray. And, uh, it's become a bit of a habit and I love it actually. Um, I have been sporadic with my Bible study before, but com- combining it with the early, wake up call and the exercise in the, like the Bible study and pray. Then I go down the stairs and I cook breakfast for the family. Like it's just become this bit of a morning routine. So I am constantly humbled as I read and as I, you know, commune with, with God and humility, it kind of has a negative connotation if it's not understood properly. I think um, but when my pride clashes with my humility, I want my humility to win. Um, that's where the calm is. That's where the Holy Spirit sits beside me and speaks to me through the Bible, the Bible at first. And then I think I can hear it in other things that I consume or ponder because I'm in that mindset. I'm focused on uh, my connection with my creator is open at that point. Um, when pride wins, there is no feeling of victory. And that is a contradiction in and of itself. If we're trying to think of it on human logic, right? So I honestly, I can't really explain why there is no victory when pride wins, but I just know that that's the way it is for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, for me, when, when I don't put God at the start of my day and focus on his word and then seek to follow his commands to love him, to love others throughout my days, I am just a much more self-centered person who is also far more likely to sink into depression. Yeah. Like that's just the way it is. So yeah, it's so important to start the day. And I loved how you talked about, um, you know, kind of pairing the physical, the exercise with the reading the Bible and stuff like that. Um, I know I enjoy that as well. I think that right after you've exercised, your mind is just completely woken up. Yeah, it's it's super awake. (laughs) So it's like the perfect time. It's a good start for the day. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. And when we strive to maintain this creative trinity and notice I didn't say when we attain perfection in this creative trinity because that isn't going to happen. Yeah. Strive is a good word. There you go. (laughs) So when we strive for this, um, I think that we're going to find ourselves better able to handle the storms of life because you know that they come. They come often. Um, We're going to find ourselves more effective in our responsibilities, whatever those happen to be, more empathetic in our relationships, and more creative, which for us, that's a huge thing, right? That's the thing for this podcast, for sure. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Are we ready for a QWERTY challenge? Yes, definitely. Wonderful. Will you give it to us today, Joy? Sure. Okay, so we just want to know, how does your creative trinity look these days? Do you have one of the three where you might need to focus a little bit more to balance yourself out? Which one do you struggle with the most and why? 
uh, I think that that might be an interesting question. Um, jot down some action steps. You know how much we love our action steps, right? Okay, um, so jot down some action steps that you can take this week to help you improve in these areas. Um, for example, you know, figure out when, what time can I fit in an, a workout? You know, uh, what time or what day can I sit down and meal plan? That's a huge help. What time of day is best for me to spend focused, quiet time with God? Um, you know, figuring those things out and actually, you know, writing them down, making it a plan, putting it in your schedule, your calendar, your planner, whatever you have, that really, that really helps, you know, helps you get on the right track. Um, so I'm curious and I'm totally like throwing you, just throwing this at you. And I don't know if I have an answer, but which one of these three do you struggle with more and why do you think that is? I feel like yeah. for me, it might be a shifting situation. Like, Yeah, I definitely think it's a shifting situation. And I also know that whenever I lack in one, I generally lack in another. That's I'm true. Just, just thinking about that right now. So if, mm. I, if I break the habit, if I break the routine, then yeah. the other two get thrown off somehow. Yeah. That is true. So either I don't have the mindset if, I'm, if I break the spiritual routine yeah, I won't have the mindset to fight the temptation of eating things emotionally. Yeah. Or if I'm not exercising first thing, then I don't sit down with my Bible, mm -hmm. which means I don't have the mindset to mm -hmm. fight off temptation. So it's all like this circular, completely intertwined situation. And that was so interesting to me because I have always tried to compartmentalize and so I'm a, I'm a recovering, um, emotional repressor and I'm also a recovering compartmentalizer. <laughs> I kept thinking I could keep my professional life and my personal life separate and it just ended up crumbling around my feet. So if we are just who we are in both our professional lives and in our personal lives, our creative lives, if we just are who we are and they all mingle together then for me, that's the healthiest place to be. Yeah, very well put. I 100% agree. Well, we hope that you guys have a fantastic week. We hope that maybe, you know, something from this episode just kind of sticks with you this week and you think of your creative trinity in a little bit of a different way. Yeah, and also we hope that you make something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think pretty writing life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting partywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.